A trader's story on how he defends a friend when they are kids from a street fight. That friend then, 25 years later, invites him down to the floor of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, where he gives him a seat. This trader then becomes one of the very first brokers in the S&P 500 pit. From there, he's the first person to create a school for traders called the University of Trading, where he mentored and trained thousands of traders, myself included. As traders, what should we be looking for in a mentor? And there are no two traders alike. This and more in today's Futures Radio Show podcast with my dear friend and mentor, Dr. Mickey Hoffman. Futures Radio Show is sponsored by CME Group. They are the world's leading and most diverse futures and options exchange. CME Group's markets help individuals and businesses around the world effectively manage risk. For access to free educational tools and resources for the active individual trader, please visit activetrader.cmegroup.com. For new show notifications, please subscribe to Futures Radio Show Podcast on iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. This show is also sponsored by Trading Technologies, RJO Futures, and FTSE Russell. The Russell 2000 is a key benchmark for small cap U.S. stocks. Be sure to check out the E-mini Russell 2000 Futures symbol, RTY, and micro E-mini Russell 2000 Futures symbol, M2K. To learn more about FTSE Russell and their products, please visit FTSERussell.com. Mickey took your class 23 years ago no and i know it's hard to believe right guys time flies time flies tell everybody how you got involved in trading and then eventually started university of trading anthony i I don't even know how to shortcut the, the the story i just it started many years ago in high school where my group of guys were a bunch of thugs and we were playing basketball in Chicago, and one of my friends got in an altercation with somebody in another, playing basketball in the same area, and he wasn't a fighter, and I stepped in on his behalf and literally knocked the guy out. (laughs) Because my dad was a street fighter, and that's what he taught me. And so, then years later, 25, 30 years later, that friend sees me and he says, Mick, good to see you. Someone who I loved, he was a major, had been a major league baseball player. His career, he was behind Sano in third base, never got up to play for the Cubs, and now he's trading. He said, Mick, I gotta see you, I gotta talk to you, tell you what I'm doing, and he told me how much money he made. Now we didn't make, my dad didn't make much money, his dad didn't make much money, his dad drove a silver cup bread truck, which was like um, butternut bread. <laughs> and so we, we, you know, we came from families that didn't have much money. And he said, Mick, I make a lot of money. I don't know what you do, but come and see what I do. So I came and, and saw what he did. I didn't know, understand what they were doing. Everybody's yelling and screaming. And then he would show me his cards. He said, Mick, I made $1,000 here today. I said, wait a minute, $1,000? And then I would, he said, come back. And I was busy and doing what I was doing. And then he said, I, do you want to do this? I, I said, do what? 
He said, you want to be a trader? I said, you know, I don't know. I have to talk to my wife. I have two girls. And, and I knew that it, was, it would be important to send the girls to college. I knew I had to make more money than what I was making as a principal of a school, etc. And I just finished a doctorate. And so I thought maybe I was going to be a, a superintendent of schools. And he said, you should do this. He said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a seat for nothing. A seat was just the right to go on the floor, to be admitted to the floor and go into a pit to trade. I said, okay. He said, you know what, Mick? You have other friends here you, who you've done nice things for. And one of your friends is going to give you $10,000. Not loan it to you. They're going to give it to you. The other friend owns a bank, which was a clearing firm. And he was also the chairman of the exchange. His name was Brian Monison. Mm. He was brilliant. And I mean brilliant. And they said, you're going to come to our bank. And so I said, okay, that would be great. I go home and talk to my wife. And my wife gave me the gift that every, if every wife knew to give their husband a gift that my wife gave me was, you know, Mick, do what you want. <laughs> do whatever you want. Would she do it again? Probably not. <laughs> but in the, mean, in the meantime, and then I start. I don't know anything. And interesting enough, I'm talking to the, my friends, who I had plenty of friends down there from my neighborhood of, in Chicago. I didn't understand one word they said. I asked them a question, and they couldn't explain it. And I figured out, you know what? They're just not educators. And no one really was teaching at the Merck like you should teach. Nobody. Anyway. And so... I said, you know, if I ever make it in this mess, and I really didn't know if I was going to make it, <laughs> I said, I'll start a school. So I put that on the side. Then it, then it was like five years later, and if you didn't own a seat, which I didn't own a seat at that time, um, I ran into a friend of my sister's who owned a clearing firm, and that clearing firm was like was Singer Winger. Hmm. The first person was GMP, Brian Monison's. And he said, Mick, it's good to see you. And he, he said, you know, I would always come to the house to see what a tough guy looked like. And I, what are you talking about a tough guy look like? I'm here, I'm an adult. You know, I'm a, I'm, I have a family, what a tough guy look like? I look like this. <laughs> In the meantime, he said, you know, you have to move to the Board of Trade. I would like you to clear my firm. So, and it, you know, the story is so long the person that was backing me, that brought me into the business, Chris Barkoulis, he was a pork belly trader. The weekend before I was going to the Board of Trade, he got killed in a motor scooter accident. And I had to go to one of my fraternity brothers to ask him to back me. And they were backing me with a $50,000 T-bill. So I went to my fraternity brother. We met and we went to Singer Winger. Norm Singer was the president. And, uh, and my fraternity brother said, after a discussion, he said, because he wanted to know what was going to happen to that money. Am I going to lose it all or what? And he said to Norm Singer, the president of the company, he said, um, do you want a check? Do you want cash? Do you want stock? And Norm sat there and he said, you know what? I need somebody in the S&Ps to fill for me. And so he gave me a job. Filling, I said, hey, Norm, I had never filled an order. I don't, he said, you know what, Mick, you can do it. And here right now, I'm going to be in a pit at six o'clock in the morning and see a thousand people, and I'm going to be trading on his behalf at the firm. The biggest traders 
options traders, I'm going to be filling their orders in the S&P pit. Well, in the meantime, Norm Singer had a class that he let me come to once a week and learn how to trade. And that, I made money every day. I was careful because I learned how to trade. I wasn't afraid to trade, but I was a small trader and I didn't know how to become a bigger trader. But I also knew, going back, that if I ever make it in this mess, I'm going to teach and develop a school. So I developed a school with the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. I started a Saturday course that introduced students to the, to the career. And the reason I wanted to do that, I wanted to help the people be able to decide in one day if the career was for them. So I would teach them as quickly as I could with other instructors, like guys like you were, and teaching one day whether it was for them. Because, you know, not everybody likes to yell and scream and get in each other's face. It's embarrassing, it's hard, etc. And then I developed three classes, a basic class that would be taught on Tuesday, an intermediate class on Wednesday, an advanced class on Thursday at the end of each day. And we would meet on the floor in the pit because we were in business with the Merck. The Merck was marketing my class which was their class too, because it was a Saturday seminar. And that's how we started the program. And so you would take the Saturday class. If you wanted to continue and learn to be a trader and stick through it, then you could come to these three other classes. And that's exactly what happened. And you know, to watch people develop, to, to watch you three develop and watch the many, many other traders develop warmed my heart. We taught over 6,000 traders. And it was just, it, you know, um, two of my son-in-laws are traders and there were successful traders. Um, and one is still in the market at the SIBO as, as a broker. And I think he's probably, if he's not the best broker in the business, he's at least second or third best. But he's guys like you, you know, he's, an, he's athletic. That doesn't mean he's an athlete. He's a tough guy. He can handle the downside because that's the key in trading. You have to be able to take the failure, the mistakes, uh, the, 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 just the, the days that you don't do well and get hurt. You have to come back the next day. And that is the secret. And if you could do that, if you could take a mistake, not berate yourself, come back the next day, not be afraid to lose. Because many of the trades you lose, you have to be able to believe, as we said in another segment, mm -hmm. believe in yourself. Yep. And that's how it was. And I, it was a wonderful experience. And then, when, and then to have you guys come back and be instructors, um, and everybody did that for nothing. Yeah, everybody did it for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. And because it was practice. Yes. Isn't that what's, what, you know, it's like to be a great, you know, um, what's it, Stefan, what's it, Stefan Curry. You know, how does anybody make that many baskets? But I know, it's about practicing. So that was one of the secrets. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had taken a course called the Silver Mind Control, oh, where it enabled you to think in your head and go over the routine. In other words, and I did this with my track team and football team where you would practice in your head, go over the plays, go over mm -hmm. your touchdowns, making a basket, et cetera, et cetera. So we would go over our trades. So even if you weren't practicing, 
on the floor at the end of the day, you could go home and practice. Mm -hmm. And that was how you could become a good trader because you could buy in the right place and get out, buy in the wrong place and get out with a loser. That was the toughest thing to do. But if you could do it in your head and you do it through, you've done it through repetition, mm -hmm. it's about repetition. It's just like Curry going out, shooting a thousand shots. And so that's what you all learned to do. And in the meantime, that's what you three must have done to be the traders that you were. You just dedicated yourself to being the best person that you could be. And that's really the only thing that ever was in my mind, to help each one of you to be the best person that you could be in whatever endeavor that was. Okay, traders, we're gonna pause for 30 seconds and we'll be right back. A question I constantly get is what platform do I use to trade futures? Well, I use TT. They are the world's fastest commercially available futures trading platform. Learn more at tryttnow.com. RJO is a long-standing brokerage firm with personal broker relationships to help you learn and trade futures. To learn more, please visit rjofutures.com. I want to share one thing that you... You, you taught me, but you didn't really even probably know you were, you were teaching me about myself. Oh, yeah. Because I've talked about this with Pax, and we even said it in the show. When I'd come off the floor, we'd see you, we'd see other traders, we'd talk about how we did, what did we do, right? And when we came to you, how are you doing? And that was meant so much to me because I remember you saying to me one time, Anthony, your greatest asset is that you have the ability to heal quickly. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, you, you're always positive. I see you. I'm, I'm getting my ass kicked, right? And I'm going up there to see you, Mick. And I'm like, hey, Mick, how you doing? And, you know, how'd you do? Oh, I, I lost again and whatever. And it was just, he's like, you're an amazing healer. And I thought about that. And, and when I started, I was at that critical time where I was developing my strategy. And I didn't know what it was. And like I said, we never talked charts, right, Mick? Never. You didn't even know what I was looking at. But when he told me that, I was like, you know what? If that's my greatest asset, which I didn't really realize, I took that and I made sure that that was part of my technical strategy. So what I started thinking was, know what I'm going to risk, right? And the minute that I would put that trade on, I would start to heal. I felt like the healing process began because I already accepted it as the worst could happen, right? And, and in my mind, that helped me maintain positivity throughout. Pax, you and I have talked about this yeah, a lot. I, I, I love that because in a conversation that we had not long ago, you, you had explained to, to, to people in my room about how before you put on a trade, you begin to heal. And I, the first thing I thought of was second trade first, second trade first. Uh, and that, that, you know, Mick, obviously, that's, that's one of the things that you drilled into every one of your students. Second trade first, know where you're going to get out before you put the trade on. So it, when, when, when you said that, it, you know, when you said that in my room, I, and I thought, uh, that's, that's, that, that's in direct relation to what Mickey, Mickey taught. But I didn't understand until this afternoon when we were talking, when, when, when you told that story about Mickey telling you that you, you're a good healer. That's it. That's Mick finding the best attributes in you, in me, in, in, in you, and, 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 and bringing them out into, into our trading, you know, on the floor, off the floor, and, and, and in life. 
you know. And, really, that's what a good mentor does, right, yes, Pax? it is. A good mentor looks at you and asks you, how are you doing, mm -hmm. right? He asks you those questions. And you're teaching us without really telling us that you're teaching us. So it's a, it has to become yes. a learning moment for us because once we recognize it, it's like just hearing you say it and then me thinking about it, I was like, how did I not know this about myself? And I really, you know, let's face it, we go through such tough times when you're trying to learn. You're just so beaten down that I didn't really realize that was an asset, but I tried to maintain that positivity. Danny, talk to us about some of your experiences. Well, I think the one that stands out the most outside of me listening to all the seminars and all the workshops as a little girl, you know, I was his first student, you know, while he was practicing all of the classes, but what really stands out, and it's a continuation of Silva Mind Control, is the importance of visualization and the exercises mm -hmm. that you would take all of us through. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, because I do that right now, I teach meditation, but I came from the mm -hmm. source. Right? Yeah. I mean, direct from you, right? So I just, how did you, while you were helping them visualize their trades and remember their trades and go through the repetition of their trades, because, you know, I, I went through class, but I'm sure I skated out of something in the classes. But, but I think that um, it just was amazing because, you know, you remember one visualization, you remember another yeah. visualization, and my husband remembers another visualization. And it's awesome to what they remember. And it's so different of all of them. It's just how you made a difference. You know, I appreciate the credit, but I, I, it's really all about yourselves and how you've been able to maintain your enthusiasm. You know, I'm sitting here today and spending the day with the three of you and the people who are involved in this production. I, I haven't felt this good in a long time. Such warmth, such professionalism. And, you know, I think you guys... I, I'm thrilled with this because you've taken this education to the next level. So I did the foundation, but you've taken it to the next level. And I think people are lucky to, like you're saying, I, you know, I feel fortunate to have had or experiences with you. I learned from you, but I appreciate you telling me that you learned from me, but I really learned more from you. And, and, and you know, Mick, that, 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 that is right there the key to, to not only to our success, but also that is exactly what a, what, what a great mentor would say. You know, it, I have people sometimes that'll say, thanks, Pax, you know, I had the best week, I had the best month, and I'll always say, no, don't thank me, you, you did it. And I learned that from you. Yeah. I, again, I learned that from you. When I was going through the toughest times in my life, I'd come up and sit in your office and we'd just sit there and talk and you'd just look at me with the eyes that you're looking at me with now and listen. And, and hear me and feel me. You know, one time, I'll never forget, uh, in December before Christmas, you told me I, I was the Michael Jordan of, of, of all of the traders you've ever taught. <laughs> Six months later, you told me to take a year, five years off whatever I needed to do. <laughs> went from Michael yeah. Jordan to way beyond the bench. You're, you're bad. I do remember that, too. <laughs> take a year, five years off. Of death. <laughs> I remember that, too. We've had such good such memories good together, you know, in such a challenging environment, but it's a great career. Where else can you sit in your own home yeah. and learn from people like yourselves and have an opportunity 
And this is it. You know, you could be a small trader and make an amazing amount of money and a big trader and make an amazing amount of money. Every day I would look in that pit, see a thousand people and different, you know, size traders, the big traders raising both arms and the smaller traders making one arm and fighting the battle. And you know what? It's a great life is a great battle, but you have to take the downside. You have to know it's coming. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's not clean. It's definitely <laughs> it's anything not clean. clean. <laughs> and just one last thing. Everybody tries to be like somebody else in this business now, right? There's, there's all of these teachers out there, right, that, that try and teach people what to do. When you looked into the pit, not one person <laughs> had the exact same style. Uh -uh. Not one person was right. the same. Right. Each guy had an edge about him. Yeah. Each and girl, right? Each person had a quality that was different and that allowed them to be the trader they were. Yeah. So for everybody out there listening, be yourself. Right. Learn from others. But when you try to be like somebody else, right. at least in my experience, I failed miserably. I had I needed yep. community like this. Me I too. needed people like this. Okay. And that to me is really the message here today. You need friends, family, support, and positive attitude because yeah. it's going to be uh, a long journey. And honesty. Yeah. And honesty. Yeah. And love. Be honest about, yeah. yeah. And beatings. Yeah. yeah. But you, you know, you all, have, you are, are good models. I think it's nice to model uh, Michael Jordan or whomever you model and knowing full well that you may not be exactly like they are, but you get a chance to be yourself. But you have someone who you'd like to be like and respect and believe in because you know that they're honest, they're sincere, and they've worked really hard. There's no, there, you know, the one thing that you all shared with me, you never, ever, even to this day, have told me something that wasn't true. It's always been the truth. Yep. And that's why we can be, the fa we're, we're, we're not blood, but we're, we're family. We're family. Yeah. And even today, there's some people here doing this production. I haven't met them other than today. These are my family. Yes. And, I, and, and it's nice, to, it's a great feeling. Well, we love you, Mick. Yeah. Thanks. I love, love you too, man. Thanks. <laughs> you know, I love, love you guys. Thank you for listening to Futures Radio Show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. You can listen to all of our episodes on futuresradioshow.com, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher.